This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. I'm calling it the short edition. Danielle and I decided to do just a short episode this week, and I wanted to do an intro to it because you'll notice that we mention a couple of the guests that we will be featuring in the 10-part series on leadership, paradox, and belonging. And so I just, it, it it's I have to say it's um, been exciting and confusing because what's going on behind the scenes is we've been having pre-meetings and recordings of the episodes and some of these episodes won't air until October and November and so this episode really comes out of some of the learning and listening that Danielle and I have been doing with our amazing guests that you'll get a chance to hear more from later on in the fall. So I'm doing this intro to ask for some grace (laughs) Um, and to just bear with us as we share some of our learning and reflections. And you can probably tell some of our excitement and anticipation for what everyone is going to hear in the upcoming months. And this episode is no different. It is a combination of getting to to talk with these amazing people and continuing to <laughs> to use and I guess in some ways be inspired by my Peloton, which sounds so funny, but for folks who have been listening long enough, hopefully you understand what that means. And in a recent training session with one of our guests, actually, Christine Dercole, um, it made it, she was talking about, well, she always talks about focusing on how you're sitting on the bike and what your shoulder posture looks like and what you're breathing. And so really focusing in on your form and not just the intensity, the speed, the, the hill, the whatever, the interval that you're on in the actual session. And so you'll see in this conversation that Danielle and I try to bring to our audience sort of a just in time, not as polished, sort of reflection on what form might mean to us in our own work in in the book that I've just written and that'll be out soon um, to an Amazon store near you. It comes out October 7th. And so, again, I, I'm just asking for some grace that you will indulge us to share with you some of our sort of rough cut reflections on this idea of form and how... I think both of us see so much application to this idea of form. We talk about it so much, as you'll hear in our 
athletic sort of training, training for races, and everything from, you know, any kind of form that you might take, whether it's sewing, playing an instrument, um, you know, the appropriate sort of form when you're creating something in the kitchen. So we just want you to think really broadly about what form can mean and how it can be useful when we're sort of in the midst of some of these hard and unexpected and difficult transitions. So I really hope you enjoy this again. Thank you so much for listening. Here comes another episode of Tell Me This in the short edition. All right, everybody, take care. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me This. Um, Danielle, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. I thought I would try a little different intro. So I am your co-host, Kara Burkowski, here with, of course, Danielle Scarano. And I don't know, Danielle, I'm thinking this might be a short. I'm not sure. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Although for sure, you know, when people are telling a story and they're saying, you know, the long story, you know, the short story yeah. is... It's usually, I've changed it to long story long because (laughs) let's see how long this goes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, really long story short or long, I'm not sure. Um, the other day I knew, so first of all, you know, I knew I had a, I needed to record, um, another episode for September. And so, you know, Brianne and I have been thinking about content and going back and forth and as you do when you're sort of developing these episodes and I got on my Peloton, of course, um, and was thinking about Christine Dercole and the amazing um, interview and conversation we had. And I knew she was doing her race soon, too. So I sort of had her on my mind. And so I thought, I'll do, you know, I'll pick one of her. So I did. And darn it, Danielle, as as is always the case when I joined one of her rides, my brain, as much as my legs were moving, as was my brain. And what she, what she was focusing on in this ride as we were really, you know, pushing, and she does a lot actually focus on this is form. Uh She kept saying, you know, what's your form look like? Are you, you know, are your, is your, are your legs moving up and down? Are you bouncing in the seat? How are your shoulders? You know, because oftentimes when you start to go faster or harder, you clench, right? Your whole, imagine audience, your whole upper body, right? I'm, I'm gripping my hands and clenching my shoulders. And so she's constantly trying to get you to calm, right? That center and breathe. And then she was talking and sort of joking in the way that she does about, I guess I've never looked at them, but when you do Peloton and you do these, um, this was one of those um, uh, zone rides where you sort of try to pick a particular effort and you can, you can actually look at the sort of results after the ride and see a graph and it sort of shows you your output. And she said, and she was talking about how, um, you know, having a smooth line is not always the best line, that sometimes a bumpy line means that you're learning and working and training and improving your performance. And of course, at that moment, I think 
it was a short ride. I got off, I took a shower. And then I think I proceeded, Danielle, to take some notes because I didn't want to forget. Because usually if I don't write the notes down, as soon as I get off the bike, I forget. So I wrote down the notes. And then I think I proceeded to blow up your text text messages. And the reason I was blowing up your text messages is because it made me think about our conversation with Laura Shaw and sort of this idea, you know, we talked about what can you do to sort of manage these moments of discomfort and multiple narratives and hard conversations. And what she said, and what I write in my book is this idea of just sitting in it and noticing, noticing it, naming it, and then thinking about strategies. Right. And so then I was like, Danielle, I was like form and bumpy roads. (laughs) Yep. And you can imagine, so I was thinking like what, when we think about paradoxical mindset or multiple narratives, you know, to honor Ico Bathia's words, what's the form, right? That's, that's the question that came up for me. I was like, what's the form, right? Yeah. And then what's the, what's the road anyway? So that's, that's where my brain went. So I would love, I'm going to be quiet for a second. Cause I would just love to get your, your reaction. It's interesting that you said that. And even as you were talking, I had even more thoughts in my mind and more aha moments. Yeah. For me, form is extremely important as when I'm also in exercise classes. I think we mm. share a very, um, you know, a common interest and passion for indoor cycling. I'm also really big into yoga. I actually, mm. oh gosh, yeah. Love throughout the, and it's, Oh my gosh, I have so many ways I can take this, but I'll start with back to March of 2020 when Mm -hmm. I had COVID. And for those of you who have listened to the podcast, this podcast for a while, I alluded to getting back into my body. And I think it was the episode of slowing down to speed up. Oh yeah. 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 Which is paradoxical. And I had always been into sports and fitness and working my body really hard to achieve an outcome. And prior, right prior to the pandemic, I would say that my body just didn't feel at its best. And, um, I was working out a ton, you know, you know, you, I was zooming in on, on call sometimes leaving soul cycle. Um, one of my classes yeah. that I really like to take, <laughs> and it wasn't until COVID actually hit when I couldn't do those things. I was short of breath my body just wasn't working in the way that the capacity that it should have been. And I started to take a class on zoom called lions Den yoga with Bethany Lyons. She's incredible. And just, just doing enough. And her class is notoriously difficult. I mean, there are times where I'm dripping and ever since I did lions den 2020, I'm still doing it. I have noticed that this concept of just finding your focus and finding your breath and finding your calm is so important. And in Lion's Den, she talks about drishti. That's not just in Lion's Den itself, but across yoga. And I, as I was working really hard and sweating and even on the soul cycle bike, I kept telling myself to drop in Hmm. and I, it's, Oh my God, I just am pausing because I know I'm going into like a seven different directions, but I'm going to drop in here and use my own strategy. Mm-hmm. And that phrase has been so incredibly powerful for me, not only on the bike, not only on the mat, 
but in every other part of my life. And it was interesting this past summer, I was riding at SoulCycle a lot because my friend Jenny Gaither, who's on the podcast, mm-hmm. was teaching and it was right before she had left and we were doing her final rides. And she said something about maintaining composure and calmness and that paradox of working really hard and also finding your focus and mm-hmm. to me, then drop in came in. And so I think that's a sort of where you're thinking on terms of finding your form. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how powerful language can be in our own thoughts, mm-hmm. as Christine Careful has said, is that our thoughts and our words really do help to dictate our behaviors and our actions. So that's where I come out of this. Yeah. And I'm wondering why this, because it's so powerful for me, I'm wondering why this was so powerful for you so much that we were like, had to get on Zoom and talk about this because it, yeah. it's energizing me. And also I'm like, okay, stay calm, drop in. Let me hear what, why this was something that was so impactful for how you're now operating. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to try to gather my thoughts here, right. And, and explain it. So I think it was powerful because thinking about bumpy roads and hills and hard things and challenges in the context of exercise and sports and whatever it is you do, music, right? All of the talents that we aspire to have or that we practice. So thinking about those hills, right? The roller coaster rides that we take in that journey and thinking about form in that context, the reaction that most people have is like, of course, like if you're a golfer, I mean, I was a golfer. I played golf since I was in third grade. And like the first series of set less lessons for a six, seven or eight year old is so boring because what you focus on is how your feet are compared to your shoulders. Uh And the next three lessons are, is your backswing coming up the way it's right? And like in our conversation with Jessica, who coaches figure skating, she's getting individuals to, to pay attention to how their ankles are together or how their legs are feeling when they hit that jump. So like talking about bumps in the road and form in any sport or any instrument you might play or yoga you might do, we're all like, of course. So now let's take a hard right turn. And, you know, again, I shamelessly plug my book because I think I haven't articulated it this way before, but I think my, that book in a lot of ways is an attempt to show readers that in our lives, dealing with our own discomfort and imposter syndrome that we just talked about and the transitions that we face, there are bumpy roads and there's a form to help us manage those bumpy roads. And so the question became, what is the form or what is one version of the form and how do we implement that? And I think the book is my attempt. Cause I'm thinking, I was like, okay, I, so I quickly wrote down Danielle, like what would, what would you be teaching in terms of form? Right. If I think about like those golf lessons that I took, well, it would be um, those ideas of attitude, right? So like grace um, thinking about gratitude and um, it would be learning to, um, reflect 
come with reflection, a learner mindset that we talked about with Aiko, which, which means curiosity, giving yourself grace, no judgment, being able to take feedback, right? Like, so all of these things that we call mindset, we call habits at the end of the day, if we really just want to like strip everything away and make this really simple, look, our journey that includes lots of transitions is bumpy. It's windy. It's goes in circles. You do flips. It's, it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. And there's a, and there's an associated form that could help you do that hard work. Just like if you start taking you know, learning baseball or yoga or Peloton or whatever, you learn a form and you try to, you know, I know, and I'm, and I'll be quiet in a second, Danielle, the thing that, that is crazy to me is that when I think about doing marathons and ultra marathons and these long distance races that I've done, the first thing to go when you get uncomfortable is your form. The first thing I slump my shoulders, I start to like my, the cadence of my run slows down and it's like, oh my, for me. And I know my audience is probably like, oh my gosh, Carrie what is going on. I just had that like huge aha moment. I was like, when we're in these moments of discomfort, all of a sudden we forget, oh, I know how to have do reflection. I am a learner. I am curious, but in those hard moments, we sometimes lose that form, right? I guess is what I'm, I'm getting at. Yeah. And as you were speaking again, like, I just wish, I sometimes think that you're just in my mind all the time, <laughs> even though, you know, when we're, we're only on zoom, we're on zoom. And I'm so appreciative that we've been on zoom a lot recently Yeah. and geographically we're about six hours away from each other. Um, so I do want to say that, but when you are talking about form and um, discomfort and hard conversations, it's in our entire, it is in every single moment of our life, our life, right? In terms of when, or actually let me say that again, form is who, it makes up who we are in our being. And when you said stripping away, mm. it's almost that it's just, it comes down to our being. Yeah. And as you were talking, I was thinking about on the mat or on my bike or when I run, we're constantly in this moment of I'm not going to say tension, but the multiple narrative of us continuing to move mm -hmm. and being at the same time. Yeah. And I had journaled about a month ago after a Lions End class about movement and the concept of movement. And my realization, I actually had two levels of realizations that night after I journaled, I thought about how sometimes I can get in this mindset of you move to stay alive. And I'm like, well, why am I, it, it, this is a scarcity moment of, mm. of, of looking at movement. And the next day I looked at, I, I journaled again, I picked up my journal and I thought, yes, that's one way to look at it. And there's a way to balance this movement and being. And I think that's, to me, where I come at this, that's form. And that's still, that's the being and that's the mindfulness. And mm -hmm. um, in my job, we, we host a number of experts. And one of the experts is Mark Burton, who's a developmental pediatrician. And he talks about mindfulness as back to basics. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's where you, when you're talking about stripping away, mm -hmm. the form is the act of being itself. Mm -hmm. And when I'm on 
the bike or I'm on the mat or I'm running and I notice myself forgetting my form, I feel this flightiness. Mm. And it's interesting that I use the word flightiness because then in my life, when I'm facing periods of discomfort, I'm facing uncertainty, and it sort of feels a little bit out of my, my perception of control. I know we don't control nearly anything except for how we show up. I've said to my, I've noticed that I've said to my family, my friends, my boyfriend, probably even you via text or on the phone, because I feel a little flighty right now. Mm. And that's where I almost forget where we are in our terms of being and how we can really control by just simply showing up and form when we're exercising is how you control yourself showing up. If you're not swinging your arm away, you're you're not noticing the, the way that your feet are hitting the pavement, you have complete control over that. Have complete control over the form. No, you don't have the, the control over the um you know the level of the hill or mm-hmm. the fact that it's raining or it's sunny or the person next to you. Yep. You have no control over that. Oh my gosh, I'm just, now I'm throwing pencils around. I throw mics up when we're recording, I throw pencils. You have no control over those external pieces. Yeah. But what you do have control is is how you're showing up in form. And back to our leaders, the last thing I'll say and then I'll turn it back to you. I've noticed that the when we go and code these interviews, by the way, one of the things I know that is going to emerge, even though I'm trying to take out my preconceived notions about what to happen, is this self-awareness piece. Mm. And we as leaders, our leaders that talk to us, have the con- perception of, I hate using the word control, yeah. maybe it's ownership, agency, mm-hmm. we'll use yeah. those, over how we are self-aware that we show up. And that's the same as on the mat. That's the same as on the bike. That's the same as on your running shoes. That's the same in a classroom, a boardroom. Yeah. Even us right now. So that's all I could, that was all the pieces I could think of right now in this moment. Yeah. And I think that's, and I think that's it, I guess. So what I would, you know, if, if we were thinking about, if our audience is like, now what, or so what, right. Sort of thinking about what's the next step. I think what I'm hearing from you and what I've been reflecting on after this, this ride is that we all have a form Uh and we have form that is effective and, and helps us to navigate in, in fruitful and positive and, you know, ways that contribute to us and others. And then we have form that doesn't work so well. Right. Um, Uh And perhaps for you, it's when you're feeling flighty, right. We have cues, we have cues when we're sort of lost that form. And, and so I think that's, that's one piece of this is to sort of, again, I, it is that self-awareness, Danielle, I completely agree with you. I mean, I call it noticing and naming in the book, lots and lots of times I say that, um, just building that self-awareness. I think the other thing is if, if it's hard for our listeners or our audience or folks that I work with, you know, outside the podcast, if it's hard for you to get your head around this work, right? This grappling with multiple narratives and paradox and, and discomfort. I'm just asking, or we're just asking you to think of it in terms of form. And, and why I say this is like, think about the other things that are important in your life that you spend time. I hate the word perfecting, but you spend the time doing to get better at right progress over perfections, whether it's yoga, whether it's a musical instrument, whether it's singing, whether it's running, whatever it is, pay attention to how you're doing that work. 
Yeah. I bet you that there is some kind of form that you are practicing in the service of that other thing, right? That's contributing to your ability to do that other thing, whatever it is. And so what I'm asking you to think about is what's the form that you need and should be attuned to, to manage the transitions, the discomfort, everything we're talking about with leaders. And I'm suggesting that the first pieces of form in this case are, you can call it self-awareness, you can call it naming and noticing. And the other thing I would add in there is being a learner, showing up as a learner. And so that that's, that's really what I was trying to get to our listeners, Danielle, was like connecting what form is that it's, you know, when we're talking about it in terms of like transitions, it's not this like amorphous, weird thing that no one can get their head around. It really just comes down to form and training just like you would anything else. I, as you were talking, yeah, you had said, this is, you had given these amazing examples about what form is. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment of thinking about what form isn't. And I don't know if there's anyone that's going to misconceive, misconceive a word? Misconstrue, maybe? Misconstrue, misconceive. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. Misinterpret? Anyone <laughs> that's going to miss, okay, okay we said up, start over. Yeah. I don't know if there's anyone that's going to misinterpret this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Okay. Because I've noticed that implicitly, perhaps in my past, I have done this. Hmm. And that is when you are noticing yourself in these situations and looking at your form, Mm -hmm. that form is going to be just as important as when you are showing up on things that you do on the daily and when you are being forced or when you are taking actions where you have to show up courageously and vulnerably. And with that being said, form is not a mechanism for defensiveness. Mm. It's not a mechanism for armoring up. And I would encourage our listeners, because I just thought about this, to notice when you do misinterpret form as a Mm. moment of defensiveness, because Mm. I have done it. I have gone into a situation and instead of going in with with curiosity perhaps there is this level of imposter syndrome in my mind and, and, and maybe that's misconstrued as, well, I'm going into this. I'm trying to feel confident in myself. I know that this, I can't control the outcome. My form is associated with confidence, but really it's just this need for certainty and this, this need to armor up. So I would just, I don't know what that looks like for everyone. It could look differently. And I don't know if there, a lot of our listeners do misinterpret it. And if you do, Let's talk about it. But yeah, I don't know. I think there is a tricky balance to it. And there, there is a, could be a tendency to armor up with this. And that's not what we're talking about. It's what you said, the noticing, the naming, the being in the moment, the dropping in is what I like to call it. The you yeah. watching your foot on the pavement or wherever we are in our situations, professionally and personally. So I just had to think about that because that came up in the aha moment as you were naming these incredible strategies. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I am glad, I mean, I'm glad you brought it up because that didn't come to mind for me, but certainly it could for others. I just think anytime we're talking about form and these journeys, 
part of form is that self-awareness, whether you're a baseball player or yoga, like you're, you're paying attention to how your hands are, how your hands are holding the bat or how your feet are placed in that yoga position. And so I'm just asking our audience to consider that this, this sort of self-work and this relational work and in the conversations we've had with multiple leaders already, this is about bringing awareness to the form that you're bringing into these spaces and, and asking yourself is, you know, does this form match what's needed in this space? And, you know, I, I don't know. I just, you know, again, it may not resonate with everybody who listens and if it doesn't, that's okay. There's plenty of room for multiple narratives in this world. Um, and I'd love to hear other people's perspectives, but it just really jumped out at me, Danielle. And I was like, Ooh, um, I'd love to just like dig into that a little bit. So, yeah. So just thinking about, you know, managing transitions, our journeys are, um, you know, sometimes hard and risky places that we find ourselves with respect to difficult conversations. Think about your form. What is it that you want to be aware of and bring to that space? You know, noticing, naming, being a learner instead of a knower, being curious, um, all of those good things that are associated with the form that we've been talking about. So, yeah. 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 Cool. And to take into that space too, the yeah. bringing and the t- accepting and the embracing, which I absolutely. think absolutely brings back to what Iko was talking about, the relational aspect of it. Yeah, you absolutely. Can't do this work on your own. So yeah, I don't think you can do this work on your own. And just, I can remember as a kid at the golf course and even playing softball and basketball, I didn't become a better golfer because I was up there by myself at the driving range hour upon hour. I actually became a better golfer because um, my dad, the golf pro, my best friend at the time moved my elbow when it was sticking out the wrong way. My, the, the golf pro would throw a, a club on the ground to check my stance. You know, someone would help me read a putt. So this work isn't done alone. And, you know, improving our form and strengthening our form, we can't always see our own form. And so being open to feedback and questions and having accountability, I don't know. I hope this makes sense to somebody listening to this episode, because like, it's one of those episodes, Danielle, where I'm like, I'm so in it. And it totally resonates with me that I could carry this metaphor till like, you know, tomorrow. Um, So hopefully it resonates with somebody and um, dear listeners, thank you so much for (laughs) allowing us to sort of explore this topic in a, in a short, um, I hope it does resonate with a few folks out there. And if it does, I'd love to hear from you. Um, and if it doesn't, I'd also love to hear from you and hear your perspective on things. So Danielle, thanks for entertaining my, um, my random thoughts for the day. I appreciate it. (laughs) Anytime. Thank you for expanding my thinking and I'll look forward to texts about this. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Absolutely. And hopefully folks will the book, I can't believe it, Danielle. It's like going to print this week. We'll be out October 7th and hopefully it'll give you some ideas on what form can look like to effectively manage those transitions. So all right, all right, everybody. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Tell Me This. And I actually think it was short. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Take care, everybody. So sincere your last year Sunday searching for 
Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.